This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. From the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window. Making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks. Online at willowwindow.pro. Now live from NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard. Here's Truman Jones. Good morning, Rutherford County. Of course, my old buddy Greg Tucker. We're always on Mondays together, and it's always a special day. Good morning, Truman. Good morning, Greg. And uh, uh, I do want to mention this before we get any further. Um, of course, we've got a lot to talk about today. Um, somebody, uh, some moron, ran through the Lane Ag Center with their uh, vehicle and tore up uh, a lot in that building and, and uh uh, evidently, they were in it to uh, for some destructive type of uh, behavior. But anyway, uh, hopefully, if anybody uh, notices anything that could be uh, related to the person who did all the damage, and uh, um, for whatever reason, I know the city and Murfreesboro Police Department and the county sheriff's department are going to be working on it, and hopefully they can come up with the individual that did that damage. And uh, I can't imagine anybody having the type of attitude to go over and tear up something that's been so vital to our community, and especially for the farmers. And and uh, that, that was one of the reasons that it was built to begin with, is the uh, all of the people that... Uh, uh, have ha- had farming for a living and how much it has meant to this community over the many, many years. So um, if you uh, I don't know a whole lot more than that because I just found out Pettis Reed is the one that called me and he's on the way out there to uh, try to take a look and see, see what, what they can find out. And now, Mr. Greg Tucker. Well, uh I guess our last time I want to acknowledge the passing of my good friend Ralph Puckett mm-hmm. uh, as we expected last week in fact within just a few hours of us being on the air last Monday he yeah. he, he left us and I want to thank the uh, antique car owners uh, who showed up with a beautiful display of a dozen or more classic antique automobiles as part of the service and, and recognition of uh, uh, Ralph Puckett. We all have special contributions we make to our community, our friends and our family, and clearly his his uh, interest in preserving the 
the history of, of automobiles in this area uh, is a contribution we should all expect and respect, appreciate. And to have the uh, cars, uh, it was a display in front of the uh, Woodfin uh, funeral home and then a drive uh, as part of the service. Uh, and it was it was really quite touching. Uh, I also want to comment on my friend and colleague, the uh, uh, Smyrna historian Marty Luffman. I checked on Marty yesterday, and as we should expect, his uh, recovery is going to take a lot of time, a lot of effort, and uh, uh, I could hear in his voice a bit of frustration. But uh, Marty, keep keep at it. We're expecting you to overcome that. Uh, not many of us have been that severely injured uh, and have to struggle to make that comeback, but we're expecting, uh, in fact, we want to have you on here in the next chair uh, as soon as you're able to do that again, and we'll stay in touch. And he needs to bring his pistol with him. <laughs> I want to see how that works. Yeah, I do too. I, of course, we. I guess we could go outside. He could be on his horse. Um, he, he is one of those special people that can do amazing things. He can hit, um, you throw a coin in the air, and he can actually shoot that coin with his pistol. Now, how many people can do that? And how many people have a, that special type pistol? Yeah. He does, I think some of his show activity is indoors. Mm. And uh, very, very interesting. I want to acknowledge the loss of another acquaintance, I'll have to say. I mm -hmm. uh, only met him once and had an opportunity to talk with him. But uh, the sometimes almost forgotten uh, teammate of the first uh, moonwalk, Michael Collins. Michael Collins flew the uh, capsule that took him up there circle the moon while they did their first moon landing mm -hmm. and then picked them up and brought them back safely and uh, i met michael collins because uh, we were doing a program uh, at the smithsonian on the corsair mm -hmm. the plane that was flown by my father with the black sheep squadron and uh, i helped organize it and uh, we had a dinner for all the uh, veterans and others involved, and uh, my dinner mate uh, at the table uh, was Michael Collins. Wow. And I enjoyed very much talking with him, and I, I didn't quite ask the question that comes to mind is, you know, being the uh, almost unacknowledged member of that team, uh, you know, how, do, how does that sit with you? Uh, but uh, I noticed that Buzz Aldrin, uh, one Neil Armstrong, of course, was the first one down on the moon. Then Buzz mm -hmm. was the other one in the landing capsule. Uh, Buzz did a very detailed uh, tribute to Michael Collins in uh, the Wall Street Journal and made clear how central and important the uh, command capsule and the, the return, being able to make the return, was to the project as a whole. Uh, I wondered why Collins was involved with the uh, occasion where I met him and talked with him. And uh, apparently he, uh, after he retired from the military, 
uh, worked with the Vault Corporation, which by then had merged with Ling Timco Vault LTV, mm-hmm. uh, who built the first Corsair. And he was there for representing Vault LTV uh, as we were dedicating the Corsair at the Smithsonian. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I, if I asked... The average person, you ask them, who were the three astronauts that made the first landing? I bet they'd have trouble coming up with Michael Collins, but he was so key to that. I would have. I yeah. wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have known it. Yeah, he was so key to that yeah. success. Uh, but uh, kind of the background, the background man on that. You know, uh, got so many things to say. It's hard to keep them in my mind today. But um, one I can't forget, uh, we lost a uh, another legend in Rutherford County, Ben Cates. And um, people remember Ben originally with uh, the Kittrell team that was one of the best teams ever in the state of Tennessee. He, he and um, Monk, Monk Montgomery played together. And uh, he went on to uh, become one of the best girls coaches in the state of Tennessee ever and he had some really just uh, magnificent players and uh, everybody remembers Connie Vance of course and uh, also uh, Connie Huddleston and another player on her team Sherry Reeves Job and uh, they are going to be on the show tomorrow you don't want to miss it and all of you uh uh, ladies that played for Ben, you're welcome to call in tomorrow because he was like, uh, kind of like a Pat Head Summit. He he developed the girls not only in playing basketball but also for their lives to come. And I've never met anybody yet that didn't give Ben a whole lot of credit in the way that. Uh, they were able to look forward to the future and become very, very successful. So um, we'll be thinking about Ben for a long, long time. And, uh, of course, he came out of the Kittrell community and such a great, great family they were. And uh, we had a uh, something I didn't realize, Greg, that was going on this weekend. There were a... Uh, there was a... General, uh, who uh, was a lieutenant general that came to the the big church in the community, and uh, Oliver North, and there have been a number of uh, generals, generals and admirals that have reached out to uh, Rutherford County, and they're asking for people to uh, start to realize that we are in one of the most critical uh, situations that this country has ever been in, and it may be even more critical to our country than even World War II was, is that socialism and communism is starting to take an effect because of the poor leadership that that we've got in this country, and we're going to have to start reaching out and generals and admirals all have signed a large petition that the people need to become more aware of what's going on in our country and start 
becoming, you might say, the voice of what this country has always been and needs to be able to continue to be. So um, I didn't find that out to this morning, and I would love to have gone over to World Outreach and uh, listened to some of the things that they had to say to everybody. Well, also I realize that today is uh, a day uh, that normally would have been uh, a month ago. Today's tax day, oh. which just reminds us that uh, we've been through a, a very unusual period in our country and in the mm -hmm. world. Some parts of the world are still struggling uh, with it, the pandemic. Uh, but uh, I guess it's happened last year as well. The IRS set off the date that uh, you had to file your income tax to uh, May 15th instead of April 15th. But you know, it just signals to me that uh, they will never catch up and we will never catch up. The time lost and the uh, the deadlines that had to be set off uh, will never quite catch up on everything. No. And, uh, the reports on the radio this morning, the number of unprocessed filings is staggering. And the IRS is right now uh, way down in terms of uh, manpower and funding. So probably at some point we're going to write off much of this this period and hopefully start fresh. You know, it just shows that a lot of times people, their judgments are, are, are not what they should be. And we have been through a, a period, like you said, that... Uh, uh, any country can become weak at any given time because not only of the leadership of, of the country, but also the followers, the people who are actually uh, uh, residents of that country. And I've, I've been very disgusted, as you know, over the, the reaction that we've had and how people can... Uh, it, it, it's like in one situation... We have no leadership whatsoever in the things that are being uh, laid in front of us are things that are more dangerous to this country than anything that I have ever seen in my life as far as what they're proposing for our government for the next four years. It, it's, it's just, it's devastating to me. And uh, I think that... Um, we, we've got to get back to the way things used to be. If, if we don't, we're going to be in serious trouble. Well, let me move to a high note, uh, both personally and on behalf of the community. The uh, Daughters of the American Revolution, the DAR, uh, last week at their meeting honored the uh, Rutherford County historian. Mm -hmm. And I say it that way because I think it's very much a... Uh, recognition that the community should appreciate. Uh, I was nominated for a, uh, what they call a medal award uh, by the National DAR. Mm -hmm. uh, the nomination was made by the uh, Hardy Murphy chapter here in Rutherford County. And I'm told that uh, only 30 such uh, recognition awards were made. 
And so we were one of 30 communities across the country where there was an award for preservation of our history yeah. and efforts made to preserve the evidence of our history. And I personally very flattered. Uh, I'm very proud of you, to be perfectly honest, because I, I have seen what you have accomplished since you have been back into this community and all the things that uh, you've been able to um, give to us. And, and, and to be perfectly honest with, with you, it was almost dragging. I mean, we were not able to keep up with hardly any of our history, and it took a whole lot of searching and time and effort and... Um, I, I don't think the community's ever given you the credit for what you deserve during that time. And I'm glad that the DAR stepped forward and, and uh, gave you that recognition. Well, the DAR, and we have two chapters. There's also a, a Captain William Lytle chapter, but I know the Hardy Murphy chapter is is perhaps the leading chapter in the state of Tennessee, mm -hmm. uh, the impression I have. Uh, and we owe a lot to them. And uh, today's DAR reminds me that throughout our, our local history, the women of the community have stepped forward at critical yes. times. Uh, an example would be following the, the strife of the war period in the 1860s. Mm -hmm. It was the local women who said we need to uh, give respect and honor to those who, who died. And they funded and retained the the personnel to do the locating of all the uh, uh, remains of the Confederate soldiers mm -hmm. in Rutherford County to uh, bring them together. And they funded and created the first Confederate cemetery. Mm -hmm. And then a few years later, also funded and worked with moving the uh, original cemetery remains to Evergreen, where we now have the Confederate Circle. Mm -hmm. And that was, uh, you know, the women of the community uh, organized that. Uh, same can be said in a celebrity, uh, commemorative issue. The uh, uh, statue on our courthouse square, the memorial to those who died, fighting mm -hmm. for what they thought was a just cause. Uh, again, the, the idea for such in the 1890s came from the women of the community, and they got the approval of the county governance at that time, and then raised the money, retained the uh, artist, the sculptor, and uh, got the monument uh, done. And uh, again, uh, the uh, war bond periods during both world wars, the local efforts, again, were largely organized by the women of the community. So the, uh, the DAR is today a continuation of, of that service and uh, uh, something we should be proud of and appreciative of. Yeah. Well, as you know, you and I know, the women are the strength of every community. Bless their hearts. And a lot of times they will just do it in the background and never get any notice at all. But um, we men, 
we we know where the the real strength is as far as you know even in the churches the ladies are the ones who step forward and they're the ones that have everybody in that particular church whichever one it would be and uh, w without them you know men are are kind of uh, we're not as responsible as the ladies are. I mean, it, it just, we, we can never give them the, the credit that they deserve for all the things. Uh, I know my Jackie, she pretty much ran everything for me, and your mentorette runs everything for you, so uh, it's pretty much across the board. You have to have special ladies behind you to be have any success at all in this particular world. You know, I'm reminded of one other uh, less visible but service uh, through the what became the Women's Club, the first library in uh, Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, was organized by a, uh, well, originally just a volunteer group of ladies that decided that uh, the community needed a library. And uh, they set it up, and uh, at one time it was in the... Uh, it was in the... Uh, he did show up. <laughs> it was in one of the drugstores on the square and eventually became part of the uh, uh, women's club facility and until the late 1940s was our only lending library. Once again, funded, organized, and, and conceived uh, by the women of the community. I am pleased to have a friend uh, and fellow historian, uh, Mike Waller, join us. And uh, I had on my list to make a comment, but I'd much rather you explain to us what's going on. And uh, you spill paint all over your shirt, Mike. You've been working on the dam over there in Smyrna? No, no. This is this is personal project and I was already dressed when I saw Greg's email this morning so <laughs> fortunately I was headed to Murfreesboro to start off and it just worked out good, very good 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 yeah I got the news that uh, I guess about nine o'clock last night that the and correct me the National Park Service the Interior Department had agreed that the dam had historic significance and that uh, removing the dam would be an adverse effect on the on the uh, Sam Davis Memorial. And uh, if it had stopped there, I would have been quite pleased. But they went on to say you can mitigate that adverse effect uh, and still be able to destroy the historic property. So explain to us just what's going on. Now, you mentioned the National Park Service. I'm not familiar with their, their involvement. Well, under the interior, it got up to the federal level. Okay. Now, the last, the last I was aware of, they had sent it to the keeper of the National Historic Register. Yeah. And that's under the Interior Department? Yeah. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the last conversation I had with the Corps of Engineers representatives, they had received that letter from the keeper and uh, they were staffing it and preparing a letter and they've been doing so for the last four weeks I guess and they had told me as recently as last week they would send you and I a copy of it so you, you've received it, I, I've not seen it but uh, 
you know, that tells me that they feel like it's it should stay. Now, I don't understand really what they're talking about further well, mitigation. They uh, <clears throat> essentially agreed and endorsed your position that it's a uh, historic, it's, it's uh, a part of the Sam Davis Memorial that should be preserved for the historic significance uh, and uh, recited what had been in a uh, letter we got from the state people about what the history is there. And uh, having concluded that, they then said, uh, however, an adverse effect can be mitigated. And if I understand correctly, and I hope you'll follow it, and let's get the details, but the mitigation would include, for example, photographic documentation in detail of the historic uh, property and the the details of it, and then the placement of a uh, permanent plaque marker detailing the history that was there, but which is uh, ultimately would have disappeared. And uh, the next step is to get all the interested parties to agree on the message or the wording or the content of that plaque and then to carry out the other documentation. Uh, and I commented immediately on the uh, uh, fact that the pending language proposed by, I think, the State Historic Commission does not parallel with the public notice that originally got you involved, right. which said the reason for taking down the dam, the purpose, quote, to generate compensatory mitigation credits. And if the Tennessee uh, Department of Environment and Conservation says that's the reason, then that should be cited as the, the historic reason for taking it down to generate these compensatory mitigation credits. And of course, that brings us back to what I think was your original concern, or one of them, and that was there's a lot of money involved here. Those mitigation credits are worth, according to TDEC, the state agency, one and a half million dollars. And uh, the work that is proposed to demolish the dam has been estimated at $500,000. So there's a million dollars floating in there somewhere. And uh, it may be that uh, if the mitigation, proposed mitigation is approved, then we're back to the question of what's happening to the money. We need to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back, and Mike and we, we can get involved in this conversation. Sure. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. At Bell Jewelers, we're proud to be a Pandora boutique. We have all the latest styles and charms and charm bracelets. Pandora, it's a charm bracelet collection, and so it's kind of like the gift that keeps on giving. You can add charms for graduations, birthdays, Pandora also offers necklaces, stackable rings from about $30 on up. 
That's Bell Jewelers, 821 Northwest Broad Street. Discount Mattress is in its new home, 1647 Northwest Broad Street, next to Pinnacle Bank. We've been telling you about their moving sale, and now they're settled into their new home, and the savings are still big. That's right, no need to wait on Memorial Day sales to start. At Discount Mattress, save hundreds right now. Their new warehouse at 1647 Northwest Broad Street, stacked to the ceiling and ready for same-day delivery or pickup. Discount Mattress, in their new home, 1647 Northwest Broad Street. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension St. Thomas, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. ERs at Ascension St. Thomas Hospitals are open 24-7. Get the care you need at getsthealthcare.com. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street, across from the tall NHC building. We've expanded our store. We've increased it about 600 square feet. We would just be very excited for everybody to come check us out. Proceeds from sales benefit Greenhouse Ministries, a faith-based nonprofit serving the underserved here in Murfreesboro. We were able to put merchandise into our store that we previously haven't had displayed. Maternity clothes, scrubs, activewear, pajamas. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street in downtown Murfreesboro. And we're going to be heading over to talk with Tim Sutter over at Middle Tennessee Electric. What is Green Switch 100? Green Switch 100 is a new option when it comes to a renewables energy program. We developed Green Switch 100 to be able to give members a low-cost option to source 100% of their energy needs through renewables. Tim Sutteth visiting with us, Middle Tennessee Electric. Now an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Officials at Middle Tennessee State University say they've opened that investigation after discovering hate speech graffiti. University President Sidney McPhee confirmed yesterday that racial hate speech had been found written on panels and benches at an MTSU bus stop in the Rutherford Boulevard parking lot. McPhee said the rhetoric found was threatening and disgusting and has been removed. He said campus police are reviewing evidence and the matter will be pursued to the fullest extent of the law. After a record increase in enrollment this fall, MTSU's College of Graduate Studies wants prospective students seeking an advanced degree or training to take advantage of a $1 application fee and admission test waiver for approved programs. The promotion applies for admissions to the summer and fall 2021 semesters. A list of approved programs for the admission test waiver is growing. Just follow the link on WGNSRadio.com. 33-year-old Tariq Manturi faces eight counts of sexual battery, five counts of assault, two counts of harassment, rape, and kidnapping involving nine women who had either gone to his Glade Street residence for a massage appointment or to apply for a job that he had posted for an assistant. At the time of his arrest, Manturi was free on a $25,000 bond for felony impersonation of a licensed professional, Manturi now being held in lieu of $500,000 bond. Longtime area basketball coach Ben Cates is dead. He was the first ever girls coach at Oakland High School after a successful career at the former Kittrell High School. Cates also spent many years as the director of the Rutherford County Recreation. Cates died Saturday. Arrangements are incomplete, but will soon be announced by Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. <music> 
News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Adams Place is a premier senior living facility in Murfreesboro, offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, health care center, and on-site rehabilitation. Call us at Adams Place and arrange a tour today. Enjoy gentle joint exercise in the indoor pool, our soda shop, and many planned activities and trips for every taste. Adams Place is at 1927 Memorial Boulevard. You don't have hot dogs or apple pie or no Chevrolet to drive, but we have some hickory smoke wings you're just dying to try. You'll try them, you'll like them, you'll give some to a friend. So on a dare, just stop on by and bring in a friend. Slick Pig Barbecue, 1920 East Main. WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good neighbor weather. Partial sunshine develops here this afternoon, high in the low 80s. Winds out of the south at 5 to 10 miles per hour. For tonight, we'll see a slight chance for rain showers late, a low near 62. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 61. Premier Six Theater on Broad and Jackson Heights, showing all of your favorite movies. Call their hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Popcorn pop fresh daily. Their movie hotline, 896-4100, or go see a movie.com. Premier Six on Broad and Jackson Heights. From NHC's Adams Place, home of Premier Senior Living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back, and uh, we've got some good news. The um, individual who destroyed a lot of the Lane Ag Center has been captured, and the Sheriff's Department has that individual in custody, and I'm so happy that... uh, that's been taken care of, and uh, I hope he is punished uh, uh, according to all the things that he did. But there was a lot, a lot of damage done to the, the Lane Ag Center. And thank you, Pettis, for calling. And Mike Waller, let's get back to the talking about the dam. Well, I'm delighted to, to hear what Greg has, has learned, what he found out just last evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it makes me feel like we have uh, won the battle and the war. Uh, I hope so. Uh, Let's hope we don't have to fire fire any more shots in in this thing that seems to have gotten out of control. And and I I, I still don't understand how that could have been set up the way it was. Well, I you know I don't know either. Uh, I've got some some personal feelings but mm-hmm. don't have any anything other than my intuition to base it on so it's it's nothing factual yeah uh, but at, at this point I, I think now uh, it, it's incumbent on all of us to, to comply with the desires of this letter and and help develop the wording of the plaque and I'm sure Greg will be and the historical society will be mm-hmm. quite involved with that along with the uh, 
trustees of the Sam Davis home. Yeah. Uh, the the school board, I would be surprised if they get involved in it because it's uh, of no real significance to them other than they own part of the property. But yeah. uh, certainly they should be given the opportunity to uh, to approve uh, what is what is submitted. And uh, then the next step, uh, as I see it, I, I would I would like to see uh, the community get involved and see if we can't restore the uh, the creek bank and, mm-hmm. and and clean up around the dam and you know make make it a nice nicer area. I mean it's nice now and they keep it mowed uh, on the Sam Davis side right down uh, to the creek bank, which is all rock on the on the the Sam Davis side. But make it make it a uh, uh, not a destination, but make it part of the the visit part of the heritage of the of the home well the people that have been in smyrna for decades have deep roots in smyrna uh, i know that they will try to do all they can to restore what is really meant to be there and and uh, all the history of it but do you think uh, smyrna has grown so much uh, a lot of people don't even realize uh, the significance uh, of the Sam Davis home, do they? No, they don't. They don't. We've had so many, such an influx of people moving in. Uh, of course, you know, at the same time, when you look at the, the, the seal of the town of Smyrna, the focal point is the Sam Davis home. Yeah. But uh, one thing I would add, uh, I've picked up on, and I'd like to see some, some, some research. Uh, it's my understanding that the Johns family, who's a very prominent family mm-hmm. there in, in, in Smyrna, uh, that Frank and Ernie's father actually constructed the dam. Hmm. Now, I don't know that for a fact, but I would like to, to see some of that family uh, come together and quiz them. But uh, I understand he was a stonemason, and he passed that that art on to Ernie. I can remember Ernie periodically would, uh, the, the rock wall and um, on Sam Davis Road, right in front of the Sam Davis home, uh, he would every few years he would go and restack the rock because they're not mortared together. They're mm-hmm. they're literally stacked and held by gravity and uh, the shape of the stones. But it's my understanding uh, that Ernie's father was the one that actually constructed the dam. So wow. I would I would like to see us follow up with that and see if we can't maybe that's, tie that into the yeah. That's something that ought to be noted in any documentation. About. Yes, sir about it sure should let me move to another topic uh, before we run out of time because this is again a, a pet project or a pet interest uh, and that is the establishment of a local history museum mm-hmm. it's happening in fact if someone drive by the courthouse now you'll see that the uh, about half of the ground floor of the courthouse everything south of the main hallway there uh, the doors to the north, doors to the south, but everything on that ground floor to the south side was used uh, by the information technology, the IT uh, services in the county. That has all been just about removed and stripped out. And uh, I believe, uh, talking to Mayor Ketron, that uh, this week, beginning the uh, redoing of that area so that it will serve as physical space for our local history museum. And uh, what I want to start today, and we'll we'll bring it up uh, repeatedly over the next few 
months as uh, this has developed. Uh, individuals and families uh, with with uh, some uh, roots or distance or connections to uh, Rutherford County need to go through your attic. And uh, those things up there that uh, you've saved and treasured because of what they reflect about our history, uh, let us know what uh, what's there. And uh, let's not let anything get thrown away or leave the county that could be significant or of interest to uh, those who would visit our local museum. Uh, already, I know uh, from my conversations with the mayor that, for example, uh, uh, one of my best friends in, in the historic circles, Dr. Talbert, uh, has been approached. And I know Dr. Talbert has collected over his lifetime uh, artifacts and uh, uh, the information regarding the medical practice in this area uh, and has a fascinating collection, I did, I hope he still does, of the instruments of the early years of the medical profession. Also, I understand the Murphy family has been contacted. Uh, clearly, uh, the namesake uh, mm -hmm. family. Uh, surely, with, there's some pictures or some clothing or something that would date back and help us remember our connection there. And uh, uh, just as an example, there needs to be a section in the museum on the dairy capital of the South. Mm, yeah. And I know somewhere in this town there is a collection of some three dozen or so milk bottles showing how many dairies actually operated in this county during that period that that, that uh, the milk industry, the dairy industry was so prominent. Uh, but anything like that, we need to start uh, identifying it. And the way to do that is the, the families, the individuals that have that type of information or the relics or the artifacts that would relate need to contact us. They can contact me through the radio station uh, or uh, I'll go online with uh, my name in Rutherford County and we can make contact. Uh, and it's not surprising. I've got a couple of things that I think uh, would go well uh, in a museum of this sort. It uh, not only will promote the pride and uh, something we can take school groups into to show them that, but it could be a boost to our uh, tourism. Mm -hmm. uh, to add the courthouse and the museum in the courthouse. And what an ideal place for it. Our courthouse is one of the oldest uh, antebellum courthouses in the state. And uh, wisely, the museum will include not only the interior space in the courthouse, but uh, uh, the perimeter uh, property that's within the jurisdiction of the county. Uh, and uh, there will be out, outdoor monuments and exhibits and such that will be preserved. So I'm excited about it, and I really appreciate uh, our mayor's commitment to it. I remember talking to him before he was elected, and uh, he indicated at that time it was one of the things he thought needed to be, to be done, and uh, he's helped figure out a way to do it. And uh, let's get behind it and make it a real uh, showplace here in the county. Now, the offices that will still be in the courthouse. Right. Uh, the trustee will be one. Yeah, the north side of the courthouse, the trustee's office, where we pay our property taxes, mm -hmm. and the mayor's office will remain as they are. 
and uh, their offices on the upper floors will continue. Uh, so there'll still be uh, civic activity in and out of the courthouse, but that ground floor on the south side from that central corridor, uh, and there'll be several entrances, at least two off the central corridor. Mm -hmm. There'll be one entrance down where the ramp has been added for handicap access on the south side. So through the doors on the south side and immediately to the right will be the most accessible point uh, into the museum. And uh, it'll be on both sides of that. I south. was hoping that they were going to have the second floor also because of all the judicial things that went on up on those floors uh, as, as far as the general sessions, circuit, and uh, the DA's offices and all that. I, I, I was hoping that they would have opened that up so we could have a lot of pictures of the people that uh, worked there for many, many years, the judges and the DA's and all the, uh, the uh, clerk's offices that were upstairs. Well, you're suggesting... And I, have, I have a great memory of that. Yeah, you're suggesting what should be an essential part, and that yes. is the history of the use of the courthouse. Yes, and uh, there would be space for uh, illustration and such because that next floor above us is historic in, its, in itself. Mm -hmm. The meeting room now of the county commission yeah. was, of course, the courtroom in the courthouse mm -hmm. and uh, has been restored with some of the look of that original uh, use. And uh, there uh, could easily be a... Uh, a display of the history of the courthouse and, and its use. Because I can remember at least through the mid-1960s, essentially all of the judicial side of the government activity was in mm -hmm. the courthouse. Yeah. In fact, uh, that's what made Rutherford County go, is that second story up there. And I would hate to see us not being able to utilize that and honor all the people that uh, made this community uh, such a rare, rare commodity as far as uh, what we offered during that particular time. I have great memories of, the, of that time. They were very sm small. I mean, the courtrooms and everything were, were small. Uh, I, I can still remember Bob Sutter in there and, and, um, and Judge Buckner and all the people that were part of a great part of our community. So you're going to use your, utilize your influence, I presume, with the mayor. Well, I just heard you volunteer to, to lead the development of the exhibits and the information that uh, would reflect that. So with that beginning, I think you've illustrated exactly what we need for people in the local community to do. Well, I can have an assistant, Eloise Gaither. Look how many years she was oh, she in there. Close, uh, over 40 years, well over 40 Eloise, years. Eloise, you've got to get involved. Yeah. You really do because yeah. I know you know it, and we just need to figure out a way to, to document it. I ought to note that uh, we're not working in isolation. We've, uh, uh, again, through Mayor Ketron's uh, contacts and experience at Tennessee State, Museum has already indicated that they will share and make available to us from their collections things that would reflect uh, very much on our uh, our local history. So we've got commitments already for a certain amount of exhibit material.
and Mike Waller should get involved in it because we know how much energy he has, and when he has something that he feels like is important for our community, he jumps right on board. So uh, well, I have been very impressed with the time and effort that you put in, Mike. Thank you. Well, obviously, the, the history of the war years and yeah. Sam Davis and Smyrna is very much part of that. It needs to be represented. I would hope that uh, the city of Smyrna would take some initiative in being sure that their history is touched on. And uh, maybe even we could have a, an annex down in Smyrna, sure. find the space down there to work uh, through the local. Well, we need to make sure, though, that the courthouse will not be open for people who want to come in and rebuild the courthouse and get some type of special fund from the business community. Uh, we, we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Yeah. Uh, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, you lost me there. Well, how, did I, how do I do that? I mean, it, it, I, I don't know. You know I, when you've got people willing to help, <laughs> you need to figure out a way to, to maximize it. That's right. <laughs> uh, the business community has got to be part of it. Got to be part of uh, it. Unless they're going to make a whole lot of money off of it. I'm talking about Sam Davis now. We're going back to the dam. <laughs> we we don't want anybody to be able to utilize that for their own personal business. Right. Oh, I got it. You finally. Uh, <laughs> I keep throwing them, and he he's not catching them. Well, the uh, <laughs> a question that comes yeah. up is if, uh, for instance, someone loaned uh, some very personal material relating to a family experience that's important to the yes. our history. Is it safe? Mm -hmm. And the plan is that there will be a guard on duty in the museum in uh, a position where uh, you can monitor all the areas of it uh, during uh, the work time. And also there will be a uh, volunteer group of docents, whatever mm -hmm. you want to identify them. So there will always be people present representing the county in the museum yeah. uh, to answer questions, to lead tours but also to provide security. You have to have a security, but I presume that all of those great items that are part of our history will be put in secure type situations, period. Well, we have professional uh, museum curator types yeah. who are working with us through the state museum. And uh, my state level colleague, uh, Van, West, who is the state historian, is also involved with us. And John Lodel, our county archivist, is very much involved in the project. Yeah. So uh, I think we'll we'll do it right. We just need to have the artifacts to, to be included. Can you imagine what that will mean to the downtown area, having that there? Oh, yes. That's why I say tourism and, and uh, um, merchant activity ought to be enhanced by the presence of the museum. And that's, can you, I would love to see it even go further. I would love to see the shops in the downtown area have um, a representative of the stores that were there during, uh, I, I guess, over the last 200 years and can you imagine what that will do the downtown and take all the 
uh, car traffic away and let it be a walking area and the whole downtown area be something special that would show the history of this community. I think he just volunteered again to yes. set up a mall area. You're setting me up just like I set you up a minute ago, <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> um, uh, well, are there any other, and I know I was thinking about, were there any other museums set up in any town inside the state of Tennessee that will show the, the history? Because Tennessee has a lot of history inside its borders. I think uh, quite a number of counties, some kind of a weak effort and some uh, rather impressive. Uh, even uh, I was trying to do some business down in Coffee County not too long ago looking for the county offices, and so I went to the courthouse, mm -hmm. and it's a nice little museum in there, and uh, their, their county historic society is based in there. So... Others are making, I think, similar efforts, but... Uh, what about Moore County? Moore County. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Downtown in there. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, they have the history of the distillery down there to mm -hmm. draw a lot of uh, tourism. Miss Bobo's. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of history down there. Yeah. Well, where do... We, uh, is there anything we need to mention, Mike, uh, as far as what direction we're still looking at as far as the the Sam Davis home well make this commitment mike i know you're you're not available next week but two weeks from today come back with us that'll give you plenty of time to catch up with what all's going on it's probably going to be 3 weeks before three i'll weeks be available ahead. but i i will certainly do so and uh, we'll try to find out more about the intent of this this letter uh, that, that Greg has received. And, mm -hmm. and don't be shy. Ask them what's happening to all that money. Sure. Because there is still the money issue here. There was some talk about a memorandum of understanding between the property owners and the developer or demolitioner, whatever yeah. we want to call it. Uh, what's the status of that? Is that going to actually happen? And that would uh, kind of tie up all the loose ends. Did this sure. end up in court? No, this has not ever gone to court. I hope it doesn't because then we end up time and money spent on uh, things that may or may not be productive. Right. And coming from a lawyer, that's good advice. And he's a good one. He is a he's very a good, good attorney. Very much out of practice. Don't call me. <laughs> I think I have seen you in court a few times. Bless your heart. Look at <laughs> No comment. <laughs> uh, you know, we were supposed to go to the Kittrell Ham breakfast Saturday morning, and I ended up picking you up like I always do. I was there to pick you up, and I sat there for 15 minutes, Mike. No reaction whatsoever, and I finally had to call him, and I think he was asleep. When I called him, it was about, uh, what, 7 o'clock, I guess, 7 30, somewhere between 7 and 7 30. And you told me, you, he, he tried to use an excuse that he tried to call me. No, tried to call you. <laughs> the fact of the matter is, don't try to communicate with Truman Jones after 9 o'clock, because he and I had two conversations about the fact that there was not going to be a uh, breakfast 
uh, ham breakfast at Kittrell. And uh, he still came by to pick me up and take me to the to the breakfast. Oh goodness! <laughs> He's saying that I was I, I every once in a while I have well I do I have to take sleeping pills to sleep. Right. I can't sleep without it. And evidently, while under while I was sleeping, he called me, and we had a conversation twice. He said, and I don't remember <laughs> don't a word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I've had that happen, and I don't have to take sleeping pills. <laughs> yeah, well, some people can convincingly function while they're asleep sure. and not have any recollection whatsoever. I refer to them as senior moments. Senior? <laughs> senior moments. <laughs> I'm beyond senior, believe me. I guess we better go. What do you think? Let me mention one thing, yeah. if I might. Sure, uh, you got it. On Wednesday the 26th at 3 p.m., mm-hmm. Uh, the Smyrna Rotary and the town of Smyrna will be dedicating our Freedom Playground, uh-huh. which, which is our, our uh, uh, handicap playground that mm-hmm. we've constructed. It's well over a million-dollar project. Uh, it'll be at the Lee Victory Park mm-hmm. in the area directly behind the Coos Memorial, the, the jet plane. Yeah. So that's Wednesday the 26th at 3 p.m. You guys do a great job in Smyrna. Thank you. You really Thank do. You. It's a great town. It, 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 you don't see that much of an effort put in by so many people in other places. Smyrna is just, it's, it's, it's been that way since the base was there. Yes, sir. It's unbelievable. Yes, well, the key, I'm proud of you guys. The key groups at Rotary, they yeah. uh, really move things along. Yeah. Well, it's comprised of the shakers and movers of the community. Yeah. And from what I understand, uh, always has been. They've done a lot of good good projects and well, you've had leadership positions in there as long as I've known you. Appreciate that. Well, thank you. Thank you. You got a lot of deep roots in Smyrna, haven't you? Well, I've I've developed some, you know, and I and, and I would attribute most of those to my contacts through Rotary. Yeah. Sure would. Got a lot of good friends. I remember when you could go into any community in Rutherford County and just by the last names you knew where you were. Right. And and Smyrna has been that way. Good gosh. I, I can mention ten names, and I'll guarantee you everybody will know where they come from. And most of them are related to one another. Yeah, they sure are. So, yeah, that's true out in Donald's Chapel, too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> of course, there's only two names, maybe three there. but <laughs> Deep roots. I love this community. All right, guys, we will see you in the morning at 9, and we will be talking about... One of our special people, and that's Ben Cates. And we'll see you then. Thank you, Truman. Thanks. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Since 1981, Willow Windows been making homes beautiful all over Tennessee. From decks and railings to doors and windows. Visit willowwindow.pro. Willow Window, the official sponsor of the WGNS Studios. Willowwindow.pro.